Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on the fan. BT out sick today. So it's just me. Time to hit you with the crowd. Actually, we got a few things for you. We started the show talking about the New York Knicks being back. And really the headline for me off of another terrific performance from Brunson and Randall is that Julius Randall is a championship piece. This idea that the Knicks need to chase another superstar and they don't have enough with Brunson and Randall. They can't be the lead dogs. It's bullcrap. Brunson and Randall are the stars on this team and can take this team to a championship. Now, they need to build out the rest of the roster. I'm not saying they're championship caliber right now, but they are legit stars. Brunson, I think, a superstar, and Julius Randle, a legit all-star. He's been an all-star two out of the last three seasons. I expect him to be an all-star again this year. They don't need another superstar. The Knicks have their two stars, and they can go out there, build the rest of the roster out, hopefully get uh, Murray from Atlanta, and go take your run at a championship. Now, we also got into the Aaron Rodgers stuff where, look, here's my thoughts on Rodgers and what he says on McAfee and Jimmy Kimmel. I don't care what Rodgers says. I care what he does. I understand why it's a big deal and why it's news, and really everything Aaron Rodgers seems to do is, is a big deal. But he hasn't played. He played four snaps for the Jets, and that's the bigger problem. I don't... You know, him running his mouth, I don't really even have a problem with... He wants to go after Jimmy Kimmel. That's his problem. You want to get sued for something or have people uh, misunderstand what you're saying or think that you're insinuating he's going to be on the list and Kimmel be sensitive to it. I don't care. When I start talking about Jimmy Kimmel, you know it's a problem. And by the way, I like Kimmel. I think he's the closest thing to Letterman, and I love Dave Letterman. I'd rather talk about Dave Letterman, to be honest with you. But when I start talking about Jimmy Kimmel, like, what are we doing here? It's a sports talk show. And we talk about it because it's Aaron Rodgers who's making news in all the wrong ways all year long. He should be making news with his play on the field. And while the Jets, and I went over this at 11 o'clock, should fire everybody, and he gave you legit reasons why, Douglas has been awful. Robert Sala is the worst head coach in the NFL. I challenge you still, if you want, over the next two hours to find a worse head coach currently in the NFL than Robert Sala, which is amazing to me that Woody Johnson could just be like, hey, you know what? We got Joe Douglas. He's failed. Let's bring him back. Robert Sala, the worst head coach in the NFL. Let's bring him back. And Aaron Rodgers, who's 40 years of age, coming off a season-ending injury, let's bring him back. Not to mention the negative news that goes into it. But here's what's going to happen. The Jets are going to bring him back. They're going to, obviously, Rodgers is running the show anyway, so who's going to reprimand him or say anything to him? Or you know, He's running the show, so they're going to bring everybody back because Rodgers likes the hierarchy. Based on what, I have no idea. But he'll be back. They'll all be back. He'll be healthy next year, at least for the majority of the year. And 
the Jets are going to be average at best. And Rodgers is going to struggle because the offensive line isn't going to be good or because guys are going to be dropping passes or because the defense is going to be overrated. And then it's going to become about Rodgers' play. And then the, the town, the city, the Jet fans are going to turn on Rodgers for his play on the field. Now, that is what's going to matter. Not what he says about some list, about Jimmy Kimmel, about you know darkness retreats, about who he's dating, about who he talks to with his family, where he lives. Don't care. Don't give a crap. What we care about here is what he does on the field. And to do something on the field, you actually have to set foot on the field. And Rodgers can't do it because he's got one good foot this year. Torn Achilles. Although he said he was going to come back on the field, he didn't. We all knew better. Well, I shouldn't say we all knew better. A lot of us, the, the ones with common sense and logic, knew better. No way he was going to set foot on the field. And he didn't. Even when the reports are like, oh, man, he's practicing, he's playing, he's coming back. You're still saying no. I'm still saying no. And guess what? I'm right. He didn't come back. But when he actually does get healthy next year, hopefully he can stay healthy, but then watch the production because the production dropped off when he was less healthy last season in Green Bay, and they didn't make the postseason. So there's no guarantee that this overrated Jets team anyway is going to be in the postseason. But at least then it'll be back to the football aspect of it as opposed to what he's doing on the McAfee show. And if I'm Woody, the very least, the very least that he could do is say, Aaron, can you do me a favor and not do the McAfee show interview every week? Can you just, like, do we really need the extra negative attention? Because a lot of times that's what it's been. Negative attention. The other thing that we discussed, the Mets made a signing today. Spending some more of King Cohen's cash may not be the sexiest move, but another smart move. They needed an outfielder. They needed a left fielder. So what'd they do? They got a center fielder. And now with that one move, they fill two spots. Harrison Bader to the New York Mets. One year, $10.5 million. He will be their center fielder. So now their outfield looking a lot better. With Bader in center field, you know him as a great defensive player, obviously. So what he did here with the Yankees, clutch player in the postseason. I like that. I like that grit. You know what, too? I didn't even get to this in the first part, but it just hit me now. We talked about the Mets. We talked about this yesterday. Mets needing a leader, a veteran leader type. Now, ideally, you'd like it to be a star player the way that it was for the Mets with Hernandez, with Wright, the way that it is for the Yankees with Aaron Judge. Well, Bader is one of those guys who could be a leader. He's professional. He's gritty, hard work ethic. That is something that Tommy Pham called into question. Now, he's got to be able to stay healthy, and that's been a big issue, obviously. You can't ignore the fact that Bader can't stay healthy. But for one year, $10.5 million, center fielder, move Nimmo to left, grit, maybe some of that leadership. You got Marte in right, Bader in center, Nimmo in left. I like the looks of that New York Mets outfield. 877-337-6666. Jesse is in Paquonic. What's up, Jesse? Hey, Sal. Miss you on the overnight. What's up, Jesse? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, you've made BT much more listenable, so great job. <laughs> well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'm sure BT will take to that kindly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm a longtime uh, Benigno-aged uh, Jets fan, and uh, Woody's the problem, and I can kind of uh, prove it if we go back in, in history. When they signed uh, Tim Tebow, if we can go back that far, uh, everyone kind of thought that was a joke. Uh, he just wanted to sell more T-shirts. Mm-hmm. But but Woody's actual response, rather than making believe it was a legitimate hire, he literally, I, I believe his very words were, you can never get enough Tebow. So he's kind of a goofball. And 
fast forward to Adam Gase. Adam Gase got ran out of Miami. The players hated him. The ownership wouldn't give him a renewed contract. Yeah, but Peyton Everyone, Manning loved him, and and that's why Woody. Well, yeah, and and look right, at the time. Right. At the time, Jesse, I got to be honest. I didn't mind the hire, and do you know why I didn't mind the hire? Because at least he had some experience and mild success in his limited experience in Miami. But Gase was obviously a total disaster. Total, but but okay. Be that as it may. So so he took advice from a, a quarterback on hiring a coach. Mm-hmm. And now he's done it again. He's taking the advice of a quarterback and keeping uh, Salah. When the the worst fact, head coach in the league. Absolutely, just based on, on uh, uh, penalties. But huh. if you go back... Based on a lot of back, things, but yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, if you go back, though, to the original hire of Salah, here's what Woody did. Woody hired a first-time general manager who's never done it before, a first-time head coach who's never done it before, and a first-time offensive coordinator who's never done it before. Three of the most important aspects of a billion-dollar business. Criminal. And Woody Johnson is playing like it's a candy store. It's It's, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know what you expect, and thank you for the call, Jesse. We appreciate you checking in. I don't know what you would expect the results to be when that's the structure and setup. And that's what I mean where the Jets need to hire somebody that is a known commodity. I mean, it's that simple. They've been in such a rut for so long. You need to bring in somebody who's going to come in here, wipe the slate clean, somebody with a winning record, a program builder. Harbaugh, obviously the perfect fit. Like I said, if Mike Tomlin, it's not going to happen, and I never believed it was going to happen for a second, but if Mike Tomlin was ever made available, that's the guy you go out there and get. Jim Harbaugh, available, maybe wants to come back to the NFL, that's the guy you go out there and go all in to get. Those are the moves that winning organizations make. Forget about what you have in front of you and the emotions and the salary cap with Rodgers. You you realize that, hey, we've got a fundamental problem here. Our foundation is broken. Our core is rotten. Whatever analogy you want to use, go out there and fix it. And the one way to do that is to go get a known commodity in Jim Harbaugh, and you bring him in, and everything will change for the Jets from day one. But guess what? They're not going to do it. Our friends at Town Fair Tire remind you that at Town Fair Tire, you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. John is calling from Hyde Park. What's up, John? Hey, what's going on, Sal? Just want to say, man, you are absolutely my favorite guy on WFAN. You friggin' rule, man. Thank you. I appreciate um, that very much. I love you for saying that. <laughs> Absolute truth. I, I want to bring up this Pete Alonzo thing. I got two things in my head. I, are they going to trade him to just get tons of value and then sign him when he goes to free agency? Or are they going to make us like, what's going on with this? Why isn't he not signed? Here's why he's not signed. He's not signed because he thinks he's worth more than the Mets think he's worth. The Mets want him, but they want him at what they think is a fair market value for him. He wants to be back, but he wants to get paid in accordance with what he thinks he is more Aaron Judge than Matt Olson. So that's why he's not signed because of the difference where the two sides value what he is. What's going to happen is they're going to play out this year. Now, if the Mets struggle and they get to the All-Star break, and thank you for the call, John, if they struggle and they get to the well, not All-Star break, if they get to the trade deadline and Alonzo yeah, the, the whatever. I don't care if Alonzo's playing well or not. It doesn't matter. But if the Mets aren't in the mix for a postseason spot by the trade deadline, only then will they consider trading Pete Alonzo. And remember, think about what it would take for that to be the case. Like, you've got to be 
really bad. Even this year when the Mets were awful by all accounts, they still technically at the trade deadline were in it where a lot of us were saying, you know what, don't trade David Robertson, go for it. Hold out hope, just get in. And obviously they made the decision to trade everybody. And, you know, I actually like the move now in retrospect because I don't think that that team would have done any damage in the postseason, although it would have been nice to see. But anyway, you make that move, fine. They made their decision and they lived with it. Well, even then in a crappy year, they were still in it. So let's say that the Mets are having a bad year like last year. They're still going to be on the fringe. Are they then going to trade Pete? That's going to be a tough decision, but that's the only way that I see possibly that they would consider trading Alonzo is if if they are thinking that they're not going to be able to make a legit run at a wild card spot. They trade Pete, maximize the return, and then look to re-sign him in the offseason anyway, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but what you'd be doing is giving up hope of making the postseason this year. Scott is calling from Long Island. What's up, Scott? Hey, Sal, love the show. You're great as always. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate I have it. A my kid, who's a, a baseball team, uh, plays uh, in semi-pro baseball, came up with a great trade that I want to share that I think helps the Mets and the Yankees. Standing on the Yankees is an albatross. He's owed, uh, Yankees owe him $100 million over the next four years. Um, I'd, uh, he suggested that the Yankees trade Stanton of the Mets, eat half his contract, get him out of the, get him out of the lineup, get him out of the dugout. Mets would gladly pay fifty million over four years to have a DH like Stan. Let him play a hundred games, get hurt for sixty, hundred and ten games, whatever it is. You plug him in as a DH, he'll have twenty five home runs, he'll have seventy RBI, he'll be the best DH in the National League for the team. And uh you got a guy like him playing DH for the Mets. And the other point I wanted to make was Alonzo, Mets never gonna trade him because if you were to trade Alonzo for four top prospects you hope that one of them will be as good as Alonzo as he is right now. So you can't trade him because the best possible return is a guy like Alonzo. Right, but what if they tra- what if they could trade him at the trade deadline and then re-sign him in the offseason, like the Yankees did with Chapman a few years ago? Yeah, Chapman's different. Alonzo's uh, much more of a, you know, you're playing Russian roulette. You're, you're well, play well the, scenario, the scenario would be, Scott, and thank you for the call, the scenario would be the Mets are out of it. They go to Pete and say, look, we love you as a player. We want you to be a lifelong Met. However, we know we're not going anywhere. Now, this is a total hypothetical, and I don't think that this is going to happen because I think the Mets are going to be in the mix all year long for a wild card spot and be a playoff team. But let's just say that they're not. You go to Alonzo. You tell him how much you love him. You tell him how much you want him back. But you say, you and you gauge his interest. Look, we're, we know we're not going to go to the postseason this year. We're thinking about stripping it down, making some moves, and going at it hard again next offseason. Would you be open to being traded and then rekindle talks once you hit free agency in the offseason? Now, if he's okay with that, and I would think he would be if you don't do it in the dis- – like if they just trade him and don't say anything and don't give him the courtesy, and not that I would do that for every player, but he deserves it. And, and being the fact that you would want him back, you could just go to him and, and get a feel for where he's at. Do you want to continue to be a Met and lose with us? Do you want a chance to go win, play somewhere else for half a season, maybe feel what it's like before you hit the market? So they have that conversation, so there there is no bad blood in the event that they have to make that move. If he's open to it, you make the move, you trade him, you get back prospects, and then you go out there and you re-sign Pete Alonso. Remember, the Mets are in a position of power here because they can offer the most money if they want. And I think Alonso's going to be following the money. I think he wants to be a Met, but he's certainly going to want the money. 
Now, if somebody's going to give Alonzo the equivalent of what DeGrom got, I'm not talking about dollar for dollar. I'm talking about, you know, DeGrom got overpaid by the Rangers to a point where the Mets said, okay, it's not worth it. Even though we love the player and want him back, too much of an injury risk. Oh, by the way, what happened? Too much of an injury risk. We're not going to go out there and, and give him the money that Texas did. So we, we'll miss you. It sucks that it went this way, but I, go get the money. That could happen with Pete, where some team could say, you know what? We want that power. We love Pete in our lineup. We're going to pay you $300 million. And the Mets could say, well, we love Pete too, but there's no way I'm going above 250 for him. I'd rather just go spend 650 on soda. Whatever their thinking could be. Now, in that scenario, you could lose him. But you could also trade him at the deadline and bring back prospects and then bring the player back. It's a smart move in the circumstance, unique circumstance of being out of it at the trade deadline which I don't think will happen, but that's the one way you trade him. As for your Yankees trade, I brought this up a couple of times on the air. See, Stan's one of the players, the opposite way of Bellinger, where I didn't think Bellinger was a good fit for the Mets, but a good fit for the Yankees. I don't think Stan's a good fit for the Yankees. They need to move on from him, but I do think he'd be a perfect fit at DH for the Mets. Now, obviously, the Yankees are going to have to pay a lot of that money down, and there's a major injury risk with Stanton, but Stanton provides something to the Mets that they don't have. He hurts the Yankees, and prevents them from bringing in something that they don't have. That's why I would look. I would at least look into it. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. But if I'm the Yankees, I'd be looking to get rid of Stanton. And if I'm the Mets and a guy like that becomes available on any of DH and you could get him at a good value for what he could potentially do, I'd take a flyer on him. Jim is calling from Basking Ridge, New Jersey. What's up, Jim? Hey, what's up, Sal? Um, you know, I... All these blame games around you, you're blaming Woody, you're blaming this guy, blaming that guy. I think the biggest culprit is sports media in general. I don't want to single out your, your station, but, I mean, you got you got a bunch of Jets players right now possibly listening or hearing about you saying, Sal is the worst coach, blah, blah, blah. And here, I'll give you a stat because you're going to say, how is he not, right? That's going to be your follow-up. How many games were they expected to win? How many times did they go into a Sunday where they were the favorite to win? I would say that they won more games and they were favored to win. Who's a worse head coach than Robert Sala? Uh, Mike McCarthy. Oh, my God. You do realize all- Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl, right? Well, you know, Sala hasn't been in the You do realize Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl, right? I, I do realize that. Oh, my yeah. God. And you he's think- only won one with Aaron Rodgers being the best quarterback in the league. Jim, Jim, I'm trying so- to give you a chance. I mean, look at what he's done with Dallas. Too. I'm trying to give you a chance here. Like, there are names How you could bring up. Times, and- no, 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 hold on. How- there are names you could bring up, and we could maybe have a conversation. Now, I'll prove to you that Salah is the worst. But the one name, one of the names you can't bring up is a guy who's won a Super Bowl. I mean, come on. Listen, I'm not, I'm not that close with all the other teams in the league. I, I watch, you know, I listen to you guys. I'm a fan. As much as I blame you guys, like I listen to Beningo. Well, that's another thing. Yeah, well, how are you blaming Ridiculous. us? You want to blame Joe for something. Obviously, he became a part of the story. That's a little bit different. But how are you blaming me? I could say that Saul is the worst head coach. I'm not blaming you. No, no, no. I'm not blaming no, you. Well, well, or not just me personally, but the station. Like, what? Our opinions have an impact on the Jets and how they're doing? Yeah, I, I, I believe they do. If I mean, anything, they should be listening to us. If, if anything, the Jets times? would be. I, we'd be running the Jets better than they run the Jets. Than the Jets do themselves. I guarantee you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, come on now. How how could it be worse? How many times? Here's the the thing. I would hire. I'd hire right now. I'd hire Boomer to be the general manager and president. And then Boomer maybe could, well, you know what? Maybe Boomer would be the better head coach because he played. Either Tiki or Boomer could be the head coach. You could hire Gio, myself, BT, Evan, put us in the front office. 
Uh, you you want to have some other guys here be a part of it and be go, I'm fine with that. But I guarantee you that we couldn't do any worse than what the Jets have come up with you're, over the last 14 you're years. You're like Francesa now, Sal. You, you sound like Francesa. Thank you. That's you know, my idol. Fun of him. He's your idol. Yes, How he is. Times? Mike and Chris. Mike How and Amanda. Times, you heard of him? You know, I answer your question. You don't answer mine. What's your question? How many times were the Jets expected to win a game this year going into the week? Uh, well, I don't, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but there were quite a few. They, and, and not only they that. Won more, they won more than they were expected to win. Not, I mean, the biggest problem with the Jets is the offensive line. And, and no, it's McDe- not. And, and, and our GM getting screwed up on the draft. How many games are the Cleveland Browns expected to How many games are the Cleveland Browns expected to win when Deshaun Watson went down? How many games well, are the that, how another, many That's another great point I'd how, like to bring up though. How many games are the Houston though, Hold on. How many games are the Houston Texans expected to win with rookie head coach and rookie quarterback? I understand that. I understand that. But let me let me make one point about Beningo and and the Jets and everything. So he he I listened to him this weekend and he said the biggest crime was the Jets didn't get a backup quarterback, right? If the Jets mm, I forgot about Beningo. I have to figure out where to hire him in this whole thing. Maybe he could be the media but, coordinator. But if PR if the Jets went into this season with Joe Flacco as the backup quarterback, he would have been screaming bloody murder. And you know what? If he was the backup quarterback, he would have went on the ground like every other quarterback we had this year. Right. I'm not saying that the only problem, Jim, and thank you for the call, and we do appreciate you being a loyal listener and caller to the show or station. The, the Jets have much bigger issues than just one isolated thing. It's the quarterback play. It's the offensive line. It's the defense being overrated. It's the running game. It's the wide receivers. It's the general manager. It's the head coach. Like, it's the total package. But you can't come on and defend Robert Sala and say he's not the worst head coach in the league and say that Mike McCarthy is worse and you use a guy that won a Super Bowl and have me take anything you say seriously. I'm sorry, it's just not the case. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sal's been awful since he's been here. Look at the record. The Jets as a franchise have been awful for years. It's been 14 years since they've been in the postseason. Come on. 
I'd hire Boomer in a second. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. BT and Sal on the fan. Call us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Tierney Salicata back on the fan. We'll have Nick Costos coming up in a little while. Go over week 18 in the NFL. Get some picks from Nick. Discuss, I guess, a a little bit of the Jets and Giants, but I really want to go around the league with him now as you start to shape up uh, for the postseason here. I'm excited for this week 18 where you get the two games on Saturday. Yeah, I'm sure my wife's thrilled with that. Two games on Saturday. And really, it's not even just, like, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of, oh, wait, what do you mean? It's not, you got football on Saturday? It's not Sunday? Oh, no, no, Sunday too. But it's Saturday and Sunday. Oh, what, just for this week? No, no, for the next few weeks, actually. Starting with this Saturday. So I'm excited for uh, to go around the league a little bit with Nick. We'll do just that coming up at 1240. Sal is in Brooklyn. What's up, Sal? Charlie boy, good afternoon. How are you? How are you, Sal? I'm doing very well. Hey, I'm going to go quick, I promise. How's that offensive coordinator out with the Rams looking that couldn't even hand off a ball to the Jets? It goes to show you how sad this organization was. Hey, with the Yankees. Bowers would work, but the problem is Bowers and uh, Cole had beef when they were pitching at UCLA over who was the alpha. So it would be a matter of Hmm. Cole saying, okay, I got no problem bringing this guy on board. Trust me, they had beef going back in the day. All right, but even so, like that's something you have to work out. Remember, we heard the same thing about Scherzer and Verlander, that they had issues when they were both in Detroit together. So it wouldn't be the first time. Correct. But And then the Verdugo trade, it's a good trade but a not good trade at the same time because now you're filling up corner outfield spots. You're moving your best player to put him in center field where he has the highest risk of getting injured on a guy you don't want getting injured. So, I mean, it's nice to get the lefty bats in there. I think they should have went for that Korean kid out in left field because you need a leadoff hitter. I know he's a lefty bat, but you need a leadoff hitter. They still didn't address the fact that a leadoff hitter is needed. Well, I mean, Volpe ideally, not that guy. Yeah, you don't get on base. Yeah, ideally, ideally, Sal Volpe is going to be that guy one day. Yeah, I, didn't happen. yeah well, I mean, never. You don't think Volpe's ever going to turn into a leadoff hitter? No, because if you followed, and I, I do follow the minors yeah, throughout it. his career, even in the minors, the best he's had was like a three twenty on base percentage. And you're doing that in the minors, you're not getting on base thirty eight yeah. percent of the time in the majors. I, I you mean, need a guy that just gets on base, man, yeah. and uses pitches. He's May, not that dude. And I don't trust Lemayhu because he's always hurt. And no, he's like he's slow Lemayhu, at this point. Forget Lemayhu. That's not happening. Uh, well, they, they, I mean, they're but, stuck with some old time. But yeah, but he's a big part of this lineup here, Sal. And I like you. I think the best point, and thank you for the call, man. Good stuff. I think the best point that you made. Now, the Yankees' best outfield alignment currently is going to be with Judge in center field until the Martian comes back. But the best point you made, a guy who gets injured a lot, whether it's his fault, freak accident, whatever, doesn't matter, Judge has been hurt a lot. Of course, not the walk year where he had 62 home runs, all that stuff. And I love Aaron Judge, but he's got to be able to stay healthy, especially for the, you know, we saw what happened last year when he gets hurt, the Yankees... And it didn't have success. So they need him in that lineup. And I'd be looking to – you could protect him all you want. He's going to get hurt. There's not really not much you could do about it. But you could also limit the risks. And by playing him in center field, you're creating more wear and tear on his already big physical body. I remember actually having this conversation with Omar Minaya 
was it last year? No, it must have been two years ago now because Omar's been on with the Yankees for last year when he was Omar was uh, um, working on at SNY on Baseball Night New York, and we'd have this conversation both on the air and off the air. And there were concerns about putting Judge in center field regularly because of the wear and tear on the body. So that's a concern in general. But when you're talking about it with Judge, the big body that he is, and the fact that he gets hurt quite a bit, it should be even more of a concern. Now, the hope and the plan will be that the Martian comes back, you know, midway through the year, and it's only half the season in the beginning of the season for Judge. Then you move him over to right, you move Soto to the left, you have Soto be DH, let the Yankees figure out that log jam, you know, with Stanton in the mix. They'll figure that out. Good problem to have with all those bats to work in. But ideally, you want to get Judge back to right field. So it's not that big of a deal if you do it early on. But God forbid, it, you know, there's an injury in the beginning, then you're screwed. John is in the Poconos. What's up, John? Hey, what's up, Sal? Big fan, man. Just uh, re- real nice to see, uh, you know, how you came back. And, uh, you know, hard work pays off, man. So Thank uh, you. great to see where you're at today, man. But, Appreciate uh, that, real quick, uh, Real quick on the Mets, right? Uh, uh, don't forget, Harrison Bader and uh, Alonzo college together. So, oh, you know, yeah, buddies. that's right. I forgot about so, that. Excellent point, John. That can't be overlooked. And uh, Excellent, you know, like excellent they- point because remember, too, you know, we talk about Alonzo, and I think the thing with Pete is he means well. Like, he, he wants to be a leader and a captain. He, he's just not that. Maybe Bader can bring a better side out of Pete, being that they have familiarity in college teammates. Excellent point. I forgot yeah. about that. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, and I like what Stearns has done. Like you said before, not a lot of sexy moves, but, you know, bringing Taylor in uh, from the Brewers in the, in the Hauser deal. Uh, got Bader now. Our outfield is, in my opinion, a lot better than it was going into, uh, into last season. And, you know, Hauser at the back of the, uh, end of the bullpen, I mean, the back end of the rotation is, is big. And uh, one other move I'd like to see them make, and I know you're not a big fan of it, like you said, on baseball and, uh, and on SNY yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. Martinez, man, I know I, I agree. There's a big part of me that agrees with you that he has busts written all over him. But, you know, that's a move you throw him in there, man. That's not a bad lineup. And you got to remember, you got to look at Edwin Diaz. Like that's, an, like, that's a free agent signing as well. So, I mean, he's putting it together, man. I just, you know, they just need to get that, that last one or two little piece. And then we'll rock from there and see where we are in July, man. But uh, keep agree. up the great work, Sal. Like I said, you got a road deal years ago, and, oh. you know, great to see how you came back. Oh, I appreciate that, John. Thank you very much. Best thing that ever happened to me, and then I bounced back and uh, better off for it in both uh, professionally and personally. So, I, But I appreciate you saying that. Um, yes, I am in agreement with you that they're building a solid team here. They've made some sound moves, not the sexiest. not the. It's why Yamamoto, it's just so frustrating because it would have been the perfect that that's the one move that they needed to have, and then everything else around that. Because you look at the team now, and even though I don't like the idea of J.D. Martinez, I would understand it. I just would be terrified that he's going to fall off the cliff and be a bust now. I mean, you could see it happening a mile away. 36 years of age, been raking his whole career, comes to the Mets, total flop. total. Like, it's just, I've seen this story too many times. But it is a, you know, look, they do need a DH, and... If it's not going to be Solaire, I mean, whatever. I, I guess I'd, I'd accept it and hope for the best. It wouldn't be the move that I would make, but they do need a DH. Now, I love the Bader move, rounding out the team here a little bit. I like the bullpen. You mentioned Diaz coming back. You talk about Alvarez maybe being more of an impact this year. The one glaring weakness, they do not have a dog in the rotation. They don't have that top guy. They have some sound. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply guys, but they even need more of that. They're not going to be able to get the top guy, but they need, at the very least, two more sound quality starters. All right, we'll come, on, we'll come back on the other side and have Nick Costos talk some NFL. Then we'll get back to your calls after that. But Costos coming up next, BT and Sal on the fan. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. BT and Sal back on the fan. BT out sick today, so it's just me. Right now, we welcome in Nick Costos. He is the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to You Better You Bet or to the to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick Costos and his analysis. Just search You Bet. Wherever you find your podcast, Week 18. Nick, can you believe it? We're at Week 18. What's going on, brother? Happy New Year. Love that it's Week 18. Think Week 18 is awesome. And I was sick last week. I didn't have to miss a day because I was sick on a day I had off last week. But the, the stomach bug. My co-host, Ken Barkley's out today. He's sick. Hmm. It's a going around. It's like, hope BT's okay. And I, I know a lot of people are sick right now. Hope everybody's feeling all Bro, right. Bro, I don't want that. Stay away from me, no, man. Well, it, dude, come on. Let me tell you something, man. I literally, I worked in 2020. Now, also, I was like, is this, am I... Are we going to be able like, to have sports keep going here? So I was like especially motivated. I worked for a week straight with COVID, which is not to pat myself on the back, right. but like I'm never looking to take off. But this stomach bug that's going around would have knocked me out for sure if I had uh, if I had been working. Oh, man, day. I don't like the sound of that. Take the under on that. Uh, all right, so what are we looking at here? Let's go. Before we get to the real stuff, I, I'll hit you with a little bit Jets and Giants before we get into it here. Uh, Giants, you think they're making the right move starting Tyrod Taylor? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think at this point now they're kind of like they've priced themselves out of like the top of the draft, right, for either uh, Drake May or Caleb Williams. Still potentially could be in range for Jaden Daniels, who I think is a really exciting prospect. And look, like maybe the Giants don't want to take a quarterback, and they're actually content to have Daniel Jones be the guy next year, which I think is malpractice. But uh, but we'll see what Joe Shane and Brian Dable decide to do. And then, like, I don't know, man. I, I, watched, I watched the Sugar Bowl on Monday night. Michael Penix Jr. looks pretty good, doesn't he? The Washington quarterback will play in the natty coming up on Monday against Michigan. So I think at this point, like, losing does nothing for the Giants, really. Like, you're going to be in the same range anyway. You'll have to trade up, probably, to get one of the elite blue-chip quarterback prospects either way. So, like, I I do think it's the right move to start Tyrod here. You've learned enough about DeVito. Like, he can be on the roster as, like, a break-glass in case of emergency guy, but never going to be the future starter. So I think it's the right move to start Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I I disagree. I mean, I respect your opinion, of course. I, I just rather see DeVito. Like, I know what Tyrod Taylor is. By the way, DeVito, the winningest quarterback for the uh, winningest quarterback for the Giants this year, so the idea of, oh, Tyrod gives more him... more about the Giants, I think. Well, yeah, it does, but he did win three games. I mean, think about it. Tyrod hasn't won that many. Daniel Jones obviously hurt and only won one, so like, to, to even say that Tyrod gives them a better chance to win is not really... Dude, oh, see... well, I, I disagree with you like, fully on that. Oh, I absolutely um, think Tyrod how about the nice a better pl- chance to win. Uh, how about, oh, so you think Tyrod does? Oh, definitely. Now, is it just because of the opponent or just in general? No, I mean, like, I think Tommy DeVito, like, played well, and God bless him. Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from what Tommy DeVito did. There is a massive difference between the two quarterbacks. Did like, you Tommy see DeVito, did I, you, I, the two-point conversion, bro? I mean, come on, Tyrod. Yeah, it was Taylor, bad. He's throwing, dude, that was like Zach Wilson bad. It was, it was, it was not great. But look, like, Tyrod Taylor has led a team to the playoffs before. Like, it's a thing mm-hmm. that actually happened. Yep. Like, De- DeVito's a third stringer. And I, I, again, like, I, I mean this sincerely. I'm not trying to disparage him. Like, it's not meant to be. This is not a backhanded compliment. Not many guys can do what DeVito did. He'll be on a roster for 15 years. For as long as he wants to play, he'll be employed in the National Football League. I don't think he'll ever be a keys to the castle guy. I'm not saying Tyrod is either at this point right. in his career. But, like, there, I don't think there's any question Tyrod gives them a better chance to win. Now, I think we can have the argument, Sal. Like, what benefits the Giants long term? Right. Um, Different story. I, I don't right. think it matters either way. But I think Tyrod definitely gives them the better chance to win this game. All right, BT and Sal, BT is out sick. We're talking with Nick Costos. How about the Jets? The, the thing I've been saying all week, I love to get your take on this. Like, I, first of all, Robert Sala is the worst head coach in the NFL. If Staley were employed, I would say that he was. Staley is no longer there. Robert, he's the worst, but he's give, not Give me great. one. I, um, I'd have to think about it. Well, yeah, I did think great. about it. I'm telling you, good luck finding one. He's the worst coach. You can think about it as we say this year. Is there any chance in hell a Robert Sala-led team can actually beat a Bill Belichick-led team? Um, is it possible? I'm I, actually, I'm looking right now at all the teams in the NFL. You, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Well, how about this? I would take, uh, I would take Sala over Dennis Allen. I would take Sala over Arthur Smith. Like, get the hell out of here, oh, will yeah. you? Easily. Dude, look at what, and I don't like uh, Dennis Allen either, but look at his record. I mean, his yeah, record's and, horrendous. And same thing his, with, record, he's, his record's like like Robert Sala level. They're both. Uh, no, it's records. better than right. He's got eight wins. When has Robert Sala had eight wins? Well, I, I mean, think, to be fair, like, and like, I'll be. I'm not trying to defend Salah. Like, I don't think he's a great coach. He also, like, has never had a quarterback. Oh, I'm not, come I'm, on. It's such Sal, a key, I mean, Salah, I'm not saying he's good. I'm just saying, like, he's also never had a quarterback in the whole time that he's been the coach of the Jets. Again, uh, I I'm not that. saying I would want him as my coach, just like that's fair. Has, though, right? has Arthur Smith had a quarterback? 
Uh, no, Arthur Smith has an okay, quarterback, and but and Arthur Smith many... also does brain-dead things with personnel that, like, no other yeah, coach Yeah, come on. Do. He wins seven games every year. At least not that that's a good thing, but he's better than Salah. Like, I'm not saying every coach is good in the NFL. I'm saying that Salah is the worst. Anyway. Uh, he's bad. How about this? Like, I don't think – but we can both agree that he's not great. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, is there a way he can actually beat Bill Belichick, or do you think that that's likely to happen? Um, I, I, How about this? <laughs> so, how about this, man? Um. <laughs> Patriots. The Patriots were two point favorites in this game. Yeah. When uh we were hey like who's gonna who's gonna start a quarterback for the Jets? Uh Zach Zach Wilson ruled out with a concussion. And also like you got like the Salah PR tour. Oh Zach's gonna have a great oh, career. Oh God. Yeah. Like, just like can you can we like can you not pretend like right. it's okay like he's not gonna be on the team next year. It's not a big deal. Um. So Zach is ruled out with a concussion. So Simeon's gonna start and. <laughs> And the Jets immediately get bad. So, which I think is maybe less of a, like, betters think Simeon's better than Wilson. And I think it's probably more that, like, Zach Wilson's, like, never beating Belichick as, like, the Jets quarterback. With the way, like, this has gone, mm-hmm. obviously. The games have been brutal. They're all exactly the same. Like, and, and I don't need to tell Jets fans this, because they live that nightmare for three hours twice a year every year, right? That the games are all the same. It's like, the Patriots will play conservatively, wait for the Jets to screw up, and then they'll pounce on that mistake and win the game in the end. Um, look, my, my senses, and I back this up with nothing other than narrative and nonsense and BS, which you can win on sometimes. Yes, I would. I would never bet the Jets in this game, especially if this is Bill Swansong oh, as Patriots God. head coach. I mean, like resigning as HC of the NYJ and then been shoving it up their derriere for two decades. <laughs> I don't think it stops on Sunday. Give me the Patriots. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't care if I go down. I'm going down with Belichick. Simple here. Belichick versus Sala. Sign me up for the Pats. We're talking I with agree. Nick Costos. Host of the You Better You Bet podcast. And you can check that out, of course, wherever you find your podcast. Just search You Bet. All right, let's get into the games that actually matter here. Starting with Saturday night, Ravens, Steelers, what do you got for us? All right, I, I think this is my favorite bet of the week right now. And I'm always cautious to say that this does not mean like the bet is a lock. I just really like it. I feel really confident when I click the button here. And the button is the Baltimore Ravens to cover the spread against mm. the Steelers. So, like, we've seen this so many Lamar times. Lamar officially when- out, Nick? I'm sorry? Lamar officially ruled out? Yeah, Lamar's not going to play. So the Ravens have, and other Ravens starters won't play. Like Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, stud, not going to play. Kyle Hamilton, star safety, not going to play. So so they'll they'll sit like a lot of players in this game. Baltimore clinched home field advantage last weekend with the win over Miami in the AFC playoffs. So they are are the one seed. Lamar's going to win the MVP. It's all locked up. But we have seen over, over the years, and I'll give you two examples, both of which involve the Pittsburgh Steelers. One was good for Pittsburgh. You know, back in, I think, 2003, Drew Bledsoe so is the quarterback of the Bills. Pittsburgh has got the one seed wrapped up. They sit everyone in the game in Buffalo. Willie Parker runs for like 280 yards. The Steelers knock Steelers backups knock Mike Malarkey and the Bills out of the playoffs. Four years ago, this was Raven Steelers in the final week of the season. Lamar was going to win MVP, which he did in 2019 in unanimous fashion. Ravens had already clinched the one seed. Steelers still had like a flickering playoff opportunity. Duck Hodges, the backup, started the game. Ravens started RG3. They won the game 28-10. Now, that doesn't mean that the Ravens have to win this game, 28-10. Just that the idea for me, right, that the Ravens, the Ravens, like we talk Robert Sala's terrible, John Harbaugh's great. Culture of this organization's been great for a long time. That the Ravens are just going to allow their fiercest rival to come into town and stomp on them and root to like maybe making the postseason, like no way. 
And Tyler Huntley's proven to be one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. We forget last year, if not for a fumble on the goal line that lets like a 100-yard fumble return the other way, they might have upset Joe Burrow and the Bengals last year in the wild card round with Tyler Huntley starting in place of the injured mm. Lamar Jackson. So this is, I'm not saying Baltimore is going to win, but like Pittsburgh wins by three and I win my bet Ravens plus three and a half. Hell yeah. Click the button for me on Baltimore. <laughs> All right. How about Saturday night, Nick? Colts and the Texans. Interesting game. This is a do or die, right? Winning or can either team, if the Colts win, uh, if the, can the loser get in somehow back in as a wild card or no? Losers out. Okay. Winner is in. And if Jacksonville loses on Sunday to Tennessee, winner of this game wins the AFC South and okay. play Cleveland in the, uh, in the wild card round. So this is like, like for all the marbles, basically. I'll keep my analysis here really shallow, but I think I'm going to be right. In a must-win game, it, the spread is basically a pick Houston's a one-point road favorite. Pick the winner of the game. I'll take the better quarterback. I'll take C.J. Stroud and the Texans uh, with, with like a pretty decent degree of confidence. Also, I'm not going to bet the total of the game, but I'll just report to the audience that a lot of the people that I talk to and I respect like the under in this game, hmm. under 47 and a half, and what's a playoff game basically for these two teams. So I think the sharp money, which doesn't mean it has to win, will be on the under. I'll be on C.J. Stroud and the Texans. All right, a couple more for you. This one's personal interest here with the NFC South, and the main reason is not just because I grew up a Falcon fan, because at this point, i, I got to be honest with you, I really don't care that much about that. However, I did have a future wager on Atlanta to win the division this year. I was I didn't believe in the Saints. I certainly didn't believe in Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield in the box. I was proven wrong there. Atlanta's been dreadful, but they somehow have a chance going head-to-head with New Orleans. So my first question is, is there any chance, any miracle that the Panthers could actually beat the freaking Bucks on Sunday. I mean, that's like, they're the worst team in the league. Um, I love their head coach coming out a few days ago, the interim coach, Chris Tabor, Sal, and saying, yeah, all our healthy guys are going to play this week. Duh. Yeah, like, what, rest right, them till September? Right. Like, of course you're going to try and right. win. The, like, what a ridiculous comment. Um, and have a David Tepper, like the real housewives of Charlotte, throwing drinks in people's faces. Like, insane. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't <laughs> think Carolina's going to win. I don't know if Tampa's going to cover. And we have seen, for what it's worth, betting movements here on the underdog Panthers, which I think is less like people think that Carolina's going to win and more maybe doubting Tampa's ability to win the game by a lot, right, to win the game by margin. So I think Tampa's very likely to win. I think we will see Sal in all likelihood on Wild Card Weekend. The four-seed NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the five-seed mm. top Wild Card team in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. Is there a way I, should, I could hedge this bet possibly or no? Just ride um, it out now. Well, I think, like, if you – so I don't like Atlanta in the game on Sunday. Okay, so you like New Orleans anyway. But, like – Dude, the okay. Saints – But we need to know who's who's starting a quarterback, right? If Ritter's starting on the road, like, I love New Orleans in the See, game. See, I no. actually I actually will disagree with you, and I think Ritter stinks. I'm with you. I can't stand it. But, dude, Heineke is just he, – he, you, you Ritter's worse. Uh, at least – And, and Ritter's, Ritter's worse turn. on the road. No, like, Ritter. Ritter at home is one thing. He's decent at home. He's brutal on the road. And, and to be fair, like – I think Dennis Allen's a horrendous head coach. Like, I would take Salah over him. Dennis Allen in rematch games, like when divisional opponents, when they play, and we saw this last week, right, New Orleans against Tampa Bay. Like, he'll have a defense cooked up here to, to shut down Atlanta. Uh, I it, like New Orleans in the game no matter what, but if it's Ritter, oh, man, like, the Saints are going to be one of my favorite bets of the week. Interesting. I'm the opposite, and Ritter's going to turn over in a big spot, no question about it, but he could at least throw for 300 yards and move the football. Heineke cannot do that. One last one on that. If they lose, if Atlanta loses, can Arthur Smith get fired? Or will he get fired? I hope so. Yeah, well, I know you hope so. But is it realistic? I mean... So, I, 
Arthur Blank, like Falcons owner, has yeah. long kind of like, and you know this as a Falcons mm-hmm. fan. Well, who was like? I think you and I used to argue about was it Mora or Mike Smith? Oh God, I about? hated Mora. I love Mike Smith. <laughs> yeah, so like Mora, I met like- once, dude. I met Mora. Um- Radio Row one time, I walked right up to him. I'm like, dude, what were you doing with Mike Vick trying to fit him into the West Coast offense? I, I don't think he took too kindly to it, but I didn't care because it's been, it was something I was sitting on for years, and I said it right to his face. So we probably argued back then about Jim Mora. Yeah, well, he was probably kind of a schmuck when he went on radio when he was coach of the Falcons and said his dream job was to coach the University of Washington. Yeah. Great. See you good later, luck. buddy. Yeah, right. um, but we've seen this like with Mike Smith and Dan Quinn, like two good head coaches that probably went past their expiration date in Atlanta. So I, maybe Arthur Blank like is willing to throw because like, look, their plan was never to contend, like seriously contend this year anyway. This is a bad division. I, I don't think he should come back. I think it's 51. He's fired. 49. He comes back. All right. What are we looking at here the rest of the way? Before we get to the final game, the Bills and Dolphins, real quick, you and I were texting about this on Sunday, and I said the Chiefs just don't look the same. They look dead. However, they're not dead or they're 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 not not as good. They're just different. And that means that it's not going to be Mahomes to Kelsey, Mahomes through the air. They run the football. They're tougher now with Pacheco. They play defense. How do you view Kansas City in the AFC? Look, you, you never want to count them out, right, because it's Mahomes, and because it's Reed, and because they have a really good defense. I I have a hard time thinking, Sal, that this team is going into Baltimore, going into Buffalo mm. potentially and winning. So look, like I'm not going to tell you no for sure. Like They can obviously do it because they have the best quarterback, maybe the best quarterback ever when it's all said and done. But I mean... Like, you hold a water gun to my head. Kansas City at Baltimore picked the winner of the game. Like, I can't take Kansas City right. in that spot. Yeah, I can't they, take them. Now, covering the spread would be one thing. I can't pick them to win. But, like, would I be shocked, Sal, if at the end of all of this they win the Super Bowl again? Like, you can't be shocked. So they're definitely – I'm not leaving them for dead. How about Buffalo and Miami? We're talking with Nick Costos. Of course, he is the host of the You Better You Bet podcast. You can just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Buffalo, Miami, in Miami, Sunday night, the game of the weekend. Bills right now, I see it as a three-point favorite. So I, I hope that people, like, took the advice when I came out with you guys, like, five weeks ago. And it mm. was, like, Buffalo Futures Now where if they beat Kansas City, like, these prices are all going to age really, really well. And, and now we're here, where they're favored to win the division. And by the way, like, just in case people are looking to bet futures in the AFC, like, like back a horse in the AFC to get to the Super Bowl, this is such a high-leverage game for so many reasons where the loser of this game, so let's say Buffalo wins, Miami loses, right? Miami is likely to be the sixth seed, and then Miami would go to Kansas City, on Wild Card Weekend, as opposed to hosting like Indianapolis or Houston next week. Obviously the same for Buffalo. And the two seed then would host a game, obviously, Divisional Weekend, and not have to go to Baltimore until Championship Sunday. So massive, massive stakes on the line here, not just for the division, but for which team in the AFC could potentially get to the Super Bowl, right? Um, I think the point spread, Sal, in the game is perfect. I think if it went up to Buffalo three and a half, I'd consider Miami. If it went down, which it won't, to Buffalo two and a half, I would definitely bet Buffalo. I am already way invested on the the Buffalo Bills to win this game. So I like Buffalo. If I had to do something in this game, I'd actually bet the under. I don't think Jalen Waddle's going to play high ankle sprain. Raheem Mostert's not 100%. I think McDermott's going to turtle in this game and be more uh, passive and conservative than usual. Again, this could be like if Pittsburgh and Jacksonville win, this is Buffalo is either the two seed or... Or they don't make the playoffs. So it's as high leverage as it gets. I think McDermott's going to be ultra conservative. I bet the under in the game. I think the Bills are extremely likely to win. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. As always, next week I want to get you in studio so we can preview the playoffs in person.
Yeah, looking for. I already like have like all like my projected point spreads for next weekend already done. So I think we're gonna have some fun <laughs> matchups and some from some fun betting opportunities. My friend, wishing you and all the listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. A happy new year. I'll talk to everybody Sunday morning at eight thirty. That was the host of You Better You Bet and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.